We're concluding our series today called Your Heart. Um, the month of February, there's, uh, you go through stores and you see a lot of hearts, you see a lot of advertisements about Valentine's Day, but this year we want to take a little bit of a different tact, a little different approach, and we find in Scripture that God created us and created our hearts and has a lot of interest in our hearts. He has a lot to say about your heart and we've been going through this series, and today I want us to conclude with the subject, a happy heart. A happy heart. Uh, you don't have to go far in Scripture to find that the, the, the product of Christ's involvement in a person's life is joy. The, the earmark, the trademark, the manifestation of an encounter with God is joy. It's, it's happiness. Uh, David uh, talked about uh, the people whose God is the Lord are blessed. And that word blessed is happy. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. In the New Testament, the incarnation, Christ comes in the flesh, God incarnate, and out in the fields where the shepherds were, what do the angels say? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill to, to those. And, and the, this is for the joy, good news that will bring, what? Great joy. This is what it is. There's a New Testament church that was formed that uh, after Christ ascended into heaven, the, this New Testament church, we have the book of Acts that tells us all about the, the goings-on of this group of people, these Christ followers, the disciples, not just the 12, but those who chose to follow Christ. Take a look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with what? With glad and sincere hearts. So wouldn't it be great if it was just that easy? It seems like that's been the recurring theme week after week. Uh, hey, sounds easy, doesn't it? But it isn't easy, is it? We could simply just drop the mic, leave. Hey, we're, we're supposed to have a happy heart. But if you've been around the sun as many times as I've been around the sun, You've lived enough days to realize that not every single day as a Christ follower is happy, happy, joy, joy. Why? Why is that the case? We're, we're clipping along just fine, and then all of a sudden, something happens. A life connecting with Christ, encountered by Christ, should be joyful, right? So what's wrong with me? Why can't I conjure this up? Why can't I, you know, is there something going on? And, and you know, as I was thinking about this sermon, as I was uh, exploring and doing some studying, I found out very quickly I need a lot of help. And uh, that's why uh, Jim referred to our guest this morning. I'm inviting uh, Calvin, Dr. Calvin Carmen. If you'd come on up and join me this morning. And uh, Dr. Uh, Calvin and his wife, Annette, uh, Annette's here uh, in this service. Um, they've been attending Crossroads since uh, late last fall. And I met Calvin and Annette back then. And uh, I asked Calvin if he would come and help me out with this message this morning. Um, you see, uh, Calvin has a few credentials behind him. And, and I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. But uh, uh, Calvin has a PhD in clinical psychology. And um, he has a, uh, a, a doctorate and uh, 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 yeah, a doctor of ministry and uh, uh, a 
a Master's of Divinity. Uh, he's a, um, a professor of psychology at, uh, at Southwestern Assemblies of God University in Waxahachie. And uh, you've been in, in ministry many years. That's what I love, uh, an ordained minister. He's been a pastor for many years and uh, in uh, private practice as well. And uh, so we had this conversation. We, we, uh, let's have a seat here. Um, we uh, went out for breakfast on Wednesday. And I, I asked him, I said, uh, uh, Dr. C, uh, do you mind uh, having a conversation? And here's what I'm thinking. I need some advice. I need some help with this. And, and you'll, you'll get to know Calvin in just a, a moment here. But um, uh, we had a great conversation. And right away, I knew that, uh, well, my dream was to have all of you in IHOP on Wednesday with us. <laughs> it was just... Uh, I was sitting there just going, why can't the whole congregation be here right now? And so that's when I, I just knew that I had to ask Calvin to come and, and have a similar conversation like we had on Wednesday here on the platform. And so thank you for, uh, for agreeing to do this. Uh, can we welcome uh, Calvin? Just uh, thank you. So... On Wednesday, I, I started right out with, um, let's get some breakfast, and uh, you know, I'm gonna have bacon and all that stuff, but um, right away I said, it kind of started the way I started just a few moments ago, saying uh, that the manifestation of the work of, of God in, in a person's life is joy, and yet I don't always feel that. Um, I brought up sadness. Sadness, gloom, despair, those things. Um, the second thing I asked you about um, was uh, spiritual attack, the enemy's attack, demonic uh, work in our lives, even as Christians. And then the third one was clinical depression and uh, when it's more than just sadness and, when it, and, and something that requires some medical intervention. And uh, so I'm just gonna do this exact same thing. I brought up those three and I'm just going to let you talk because uh, I love hearing what you have to say. And uh, um, so tell us just a little bit about that. Maybe, uh, can we start as we did on Wednesday with the third one first? Okay, major, uh, major depression. Yeah, major depression. Well, you just keep me in line. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you just go, and I'll, I'll just kind of uh, be me in between and just kind of... Can I say how happy my wife and I are to be happy, <laughs> joyful, <laughs> to be here in this church? We just feel so much at home, and we appreciate your pastors, and I've gotten to know your lead pastor a little bit, and uh, I just... I just love him in the Lord. I really do. He's a, he's a precious man. And I would say, and I couldn't give a higher compliment than saying he's a man I detect without any guile. And that's, couldn't commend, there isn't a higher commendation than that. Um, <clears throat> What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just keep talking about me, okay? Just, <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. I, 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 clinical. Clinical okay. depression. Because here we get thinking, oh, we're, we're Christians. Boy, it just. It has to do with uh, something that's biomedical. As much as uh, biomedical as having to have your... Uh, Gallstone removed. Uh, it is part and parcel of 
some of the dysfunction that just takes place. Um, what does Job say? The rain falls on the just and unjust alike. I mean, it's part of the human condition. A fallen world, right? A fallen, fallen world. A fallen world. And uh, in major depression, there are some uh, signs. Uh, one of them is the inability to attend to activities of daily living. And if you are suffering from uh, that kind of situation where you're... Uh, one of the problems of being human is the dilemma of uh, kind of adapting to where we are, not so much in major depression, but, but it can happen there too, where you just kind of go with it. But um, in clinical depression, it really has to do with biochemical dysfunction. It's not a sin. It's not uh, anything that uh, it needs to be taken care of biomedically and biochemically. And it has to do with regulating, uh, regulating the uh, serotonin reuptake and um, uh, can happen to anyone. And uh, unfortunately, there's a stigma to it, but there yeah. shouldn't be, not yeah. so much today. So it would be something that someone could do to... Uh, um... Absolutely. Go see uh, a, a, a psychiatrist or a clinical psychologist, and uh, it needs to be addressed. If it's major depression, you're probably going to be on meds for a while. If you do not do that, um, there is... Even in depression, if it's not addressed, over a period of time, that depression can uh, lead to biochemical dysfunction. And it's something that uh, is generated because you're not uh, addressing the depression uh, that is there. Something less like dysthymia, um, which is a low-grade depression. We all become dysthymic from time to time. But um, it happens to believers, too. Yeah. I assume the first, even a first step would maybe even just see their doctor. Absolutely. Just, Go see your uh, physician, and um, I'm cert certain that he will, will make the right recommendation she, yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, let's move into those, those other two um, sadness and uh, spiritual attacks. And um, um, once again, Christ followers encountering. A, a risen Lord who changes and transforms our life, the, the automatic response is joy, and yet that's not always the case every minute of every day. It depends on our perspective and where we are looking. It's easy. I'm not just up here glibly saying, you know, oh, you've got... It's not like you scraped your knee and you tell your child, as you were saying in your... Uh, email to us. Uh, oh, you know, let me kiss your boo-boo. It'll be okay. I mean, that just will frustrate and anger a person yeah. uh, who you are addressing that way, who is suffering uh, psychic, physical, and emotional pain uh, to the kind of degree that it, it's where it's chronic and ongoing. Um, and the way at, at, at that point, we, we all go through periods of times. So there's bumps in the road. There's these patches we go through that are not uh, 
very much fun. <clears throat> but as and, and as believers, it's the scripture says that there there are seasons of sadness and depression that we all go through. But joy cometh in the morning. That's anticipation. It's anticipation that's going to cause us to persevere and to keep on going in spite of it. And it's in spite of how we are feeling, not because of how we're feeling, that we persevere and we look up and know that we can rise up with the wings of eagles and run. And sometimes we just feel we're running in place. <laughs> Or in mud. Or in mud. That's an ongoing Stuck, uh, right. dream, a nightmare I have, is running in mud. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We can, <laughs> we can run and not grow weary and walk and not faint. That's where we have to look up and, you know, have we had enough of it? Yeah. Have we had enough? The Lord loves you so much in this journey. Mm -hmm. Like Thompson's hound of heaven, he pursues us. Mm -hmm. He pursues us, and we think it's in anger, but no. Mm -hmm. It's in love. So he doesn't put these things on us, but he allows the circumstances. You can look at circumstances in your life. As you look back, you don't understand it all. But now you're developing trouble-tested habits. Yeah. Building faith. And uh, that, that's not a glib statement. It's really true. We have to look up. We rise up with the wings of eagles and uh, trust the Lord for his... You used a phrase on, on Wednesday, just a, a descriptor of, of our humanity, and you used it in first service. You talked about our, our earth suit. I love that. We live in this earth suit. It's temporary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's temporary, and it's imperfect. Yeah. And uh, also, without the Holy Spirit, our understanding is filtered through this temporal earth suit. Yeah. And uh, it, it weighs us down, it holds us back. Yeah. It says, then we will know, then we will see him face to face and come to understand that this was just a pilgrimage. We don't get it all here. There is pain and suffering. Again, I will share. Trouble-tested hands are important, but it's important to know that while we are plowing through the, 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 this, this mud and this fallow ground the, the, and feel the briars sting our feet, yeah. he's right alongside side of us. Yeah. Yeah. And they sting his feet, too, because he's touched Gosh. with the feelings of our infirmities. And to know that <laughs> is to know that he hasn't gone off someplace. He's right there with us. Yeah. And like the children of Israel who said, you know, grumbling and complaining, they're in, in a hard place. And they're saying, how long, oh Lord, how long? He's echoing that back. You tell me how long. Oh. How long will you keep <laughs> just grumbling and staying where you are and... Uh, Look up to me. Yeah. Look up to me. Uh, it's not the power of positive thinking. I've got to remember to say yeah. that. Yeah. 
It's not just Pop, positive it. thinking is important, but we're talking here about the transformative power of God that yeah. is released in your life and comes That's down right. and superimposes itself on all this junk and all this stuff that's going on. And in the midst of it, there's the perfect peace like David yeah. who fell asleep in that cave when he knew that Saul was hunting him down. John yeah. on the island of Patmos. Yeah. You know, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So tell, tell us about that. Tell us about yeah. that, uh, that island. Man, that the island, is yeah. I don't know if you saw the movie Pantheon all about uh, Dustin Hoffman. And this was like Alcatraz, like Devil's Island, a terrible place of murder, intrigue. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch that movie, it, it, it's a good movie. Uh, but what happened was, uh, that's the kind of island that John was in. Can you imagine being convicted and in prison, being on an island, you know you'll never get off. And it says, John was in the spirit. Remember that song? Yeah. <laughs> on the Lord's day, he heard a voice from heaven clearly to him say, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Yeah. Behold, I live forevermore. And he had this incredible mm -hmm. revelation. Yeah. You, sometimes that's the only place. Yeah is in our suffering and in our sadness and our grief. Yeah. It, it brings the poet out in us in a good sense. The poet in the sense that we come to know that we know that we know that God is there. The divine paraclete, the Holy Spirit, right alongside us, sustaining us in the midst of the pain and trial and tribulations of life. It's available like today. Yeah, yeah. Like right. right now. That's right. It's available to you right now. Yeah, yeah. See why I wanted you all at IHOP? <laughs> just, just saying. It's good stuff. You know, we, we get thinking that, you know, we're the only ones who ever go through this. We're the only ones. And there's, there's an amount of embarrassment. There's an amount of shame attached yes. to it. Um, uh, we didn't talk about this in the earlier service, but tell us, uh, uh, or maybe make some comments on how shame locks us up and how it... Especially know. among Christians, mm -hmm. because everything has to be just so. We can't acknowledge that there are issues in our lives. This is true of pastors, too. <laughs> no, no I, I'm just saying, Running in mud, running in mud. We just have, and the way we Drowning pastors approach in mud. each other... How are you, brother? How many did you have in service this morning? Nine million. Don't ask me about my service. Ask me about me and my family. Yes. You know, not the doing, it's the being in life. It's the being in life. Yeah. And that's how we approach it. Phony baloney, yeah. you know, just wearing these masks. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It keeps us in our sickness. It yeah. keeps us in our depression. It <laughs> keeps us unwhole because we are unwilling. I'm not saying go to just uh -huh. anybody and divulge all. That's, uh-uh. But you need confidants. You've got pastors here. Yeah. Uh, people that you can talk to and be honest. Yeah. You know, let's, Jesus is a real healer. Yeah. He heals real stuff. You don't have to fake it. That's right. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. We talked about other um, 
kind of heroes of the faith. Just, you know, we think of Paul, we think of, you comment on Abraham. Um, we're not alone. No, we're not alone. And what a history we have in the, the past martyrs in the Circus Maximus, the Colosseum, going out there, you have to have more than a little shiver uh, of acknowledgement of God. And some of these things are only learned through suffering. Jesus learned obedience through the suffering that he experienced. And so it's no different from us. It deepens us, these experiences. Not fun to go through, but when we come out the other end, this whole matter of redemption is not just for today. In redemption, it's reaching into the past and pulling forth those experiences, and now they're part of our life. They make us wise. They give us trouble-tested hands. Yeah. And yeah. what was it? Well, what does Paul talk about? Boasting. What does he boast in? Boasting in his pain, his suffering, his, yes. uh, his floggings. Yes. And... Uh, I guess we live in a whole different world. It might be in the end times that we're going to have to get off the fence. Yeah. I'm not talking necessarily about the big T tribulation, but a little T tribulation that we're, it's going to take conviction yeah. to stand up for what we really believe, that we truly are uh, believers of Christ, and yeah. we take a stand for that. Yeah. And yeah. maybe without some suffering yeah. and tribulation and trials, yeah. uh, we, we need to be able to trust the voice of God in our lives, make sure it's his voice. Yeah. But we need to un trust the integrity of his voice, which leads yeah. us to Abraham. Yeah. Abraham was told, you know, that his seed would be like the sands of the sea. Yeah. And now this other contradictory voice seemingly comes to him saying, you know, you need to take Isaac to the top of Mount Moriah and sacrifice him. Wow. Some might say that's an erratic statement, irrational statement. Now, it, it, it could be and would be, except for the integrity of the voice of the speaker. Yes. It was God who spoke. And Abraham trusted God, knew that voice, knew the integrity of that voice. So it was not erratic, it was not irrational, but it was totally rational because uh, he believed in that voice. And so three days, it took three days to take his son up to Mount Moriah. And just to uh, uh, think about, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe it's just a hot sun and drinking up water. <laughs> You know, you can imagine that happening. But he knew that he knew that he knew. And so it is going through our pain. The only way you can get transformative joy, and that's what that kind of, the, the true joy is. You carry it with you through the bad times and the good times and always. And that's the witness to the world, is it not? That joy is inexplicable. It's filled with glory. And it's there because it's a divine gift of God. Not that yeah. you've earned it or the situation warrants it. That's... Yeah. And that's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> I 
the suffering, the pain. We talked last week about an undivided heart. Mm. And uh, when we talked on Wednesday, you commented about just how pivotal that is to what we're talking about today. Thank you for reminding me how true. This is the, the, the message last week is a prelude and the substantial underpinnings of everything we're saying here. If you have a divided heart, didn't we sing that song? Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Didn't we yeah. sing that song? Yeah. It's true. It's a matter of not turning back. I mean, we've made up our minds. It's like we said in the morning service. It's getting on your big boy pants and your big girl pants and understanding we're going to pursue God. That's it. That's it. And we're going to fly in the face of all this stuff that's coming at us by repudiating it. That is not of me. That's not the core or essence of my life. Jesus is the core. He is there. We get mean and lean about that. And no turning back. I may crash and burn. You won't. But I may <laughs> crash and burn, but I'm running toward that wall because that's where I need to be is on the other side. Yeah. Man, Joy good. comes in the morning. Yeah. The, the pain is, is brief, it, even for a lifetime. Yeah. It's not the end all of who we are and the essence of our personhood in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's good. I remember in grad school, I, uh, we spent some time in First Peter, and um, I was just amazed at the the persecution that the New Testament church went through. Um, they call them the diaspora, the dispersed peoples. Uh, Christ followers were gathering, just like we saw in Acts 2.42, but the, the persecution came from the Roman government, and um, this is the time of Nero, and this is the time of uh, Christians being burned at the stake and, and basically made um, uh, patio lanterns out of and um, so the Christian community is running for their lives and Peter writes this letter to these people and if you wouldn't mind putting that scripture up and uh, it says this, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy he has given us his new birth into a living hope. Yes, yep. So these guys are just like, we're following the true and living God, and yet what's going on? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that's never going to perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, hmm. who through faith are shielded by God's power. Do you believe you're shielded by God's power? until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Get this, if you, if you underline and, and highlight in your Bible, this is one to, to keep. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though for a little while you have had to suffer grief. He, uh, the, the terminology is parat in, in the Greek, parakletos onthlipse, comfort, in affliction. And for some reason, we get thinking that comfort can only come when we're yeah. free of affliction. And then, so we work all of our, of our American dream lives trying to attain freedom from pain, hurt, and suffering. We ante uh, 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 the antiseptic or the an anesthesia. Um, 
from pain, and then we f- will find ourselves in the true presence of God. And yet what Peter here says is we can experience the comfort and peace of the paraclete, the, the Holy Spirit, even in affliction. Amen. I mean, wherever we are today, some of you are in a great place. It's a happy day. It's a joyful day. And some of you are in, in great pain. And rather than trying to live around it, thinking of Samson, he was on his way to, I uh, can't remember where he was on his way, it uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> he was going to see Delilah, but his heart's desire, and on the way, he meets a lion in the path. And uh, he couldn't go around it, couldn't go under it, over it. He had to meet that lion. Whatever that lion is for you, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's there. Mm-hmm. And we need to slay that lion in the name of Jesus. Yes. And yeah. we need to go in his strength. Now, many times when we slay a lion, we want to bring that lion with the tail. See the lion I slayed? <laughs> We leave that lion alone and we go about our business. Yeah. And this is the blessing after. This is what happens when we have had these experiences that are terrible. And now they are part of our experience. Trouble-tested hands. And when Samson was on his way back, uh, that lion was there. But it had decayed. The bones turned white, and guess what? Bees, little bees, found their ways, found their way into that carcass and had built a honey comb in there. And Samson was able to feed on that honey of where such a terrible, bad experience, God is able to. It's a miraculous way to take that and transform it into the beauty of our lives and beauty of our experience. The little bees that are there in that secret place. And you'll discover it. You will if you go through. That's awesome. If you go through. That's awesome. You know, how long? How long? How long do you want to stay where you are? That's awesome. Awesome. Let's thank our, our friend. Thanks for having me. Here's what I want to do. Uh, let's stand. And I'm going to get uh, you're kind of hooked up here. Hold that. <laughs> I'm going to get Calvin. Uh, yeah, worship team, come on up. Uh, altar team, if you wouldn't mind coming to the front. And I'm going to get Calvin just pray over us. Uh, I know he's got some, some words he wants to speak over us as a congregation. And... Uh, and then we're just gonna we're gonna worship for a little bit before we dismiss. Um, and um, I believe that there's some people here, many of you who just need some prayer, just a yes and amen. Just I'm going for it. Green light, full speed ahead, uh, by the grace of God. And I believe that today is one of those turning points uh, for all of us. Yes. Um, if we just al- allow Him, so let's bow our heads and Pastor. 
just as the Lord leads you, just uh, maybe a few words over our congregation and then, uh, then pray over us. John 8, 36. He who the Son hath set free is free indeed. Free in fact, it's, it's there. But like Samson, you need to face the challenge, no matter what it is, physical, biological, emotional, whatever it is. You need to face it. The enemy's been using it and magnifying it in your life. That arsonist with his fiery darts throwing it at you and you went, ugh, you know, this, how could this be? How could this be in me? I'm a Christian, this shouldn't be happening. And there's all of these walls that come up, this fortress. And we need to be able to stand in front of it and say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I, you know, like the, 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 the Wizard of Oz, he makes this great big shadow and magnifies it and it looks impervious. You need to understand there's nothing there but that little old wizened uh, guy there making faces. And Jesus says, thus far, no farther, but you have to cooperate. And you, you know, when you come to the end of yourself, that's it, no more. And that's up to you. And you can either come forward here and take some steps of faith and be healed and touched of, of the Lord and deal with these issues in your life or you can hide out that's in your hands God can't do a thing some of you it's a matter of learned helplessness you're just depressed enough so you can make excuses for not taking responsibility in your life that's sad you know so Pastor, you can just take it from there. I, I mean, that's... <laughs> Why don't you pray for us, okay? Yeah. Just pray for us. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that yes. you will touch hearts, that this yes, will not Lord. be an ordinary Sunday morning. Yep. Not because we are here, but because you are here. Yep. We yep. pray you will uh, just give impetus and motivation yep. to deal with it today. Yes. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of yep. wholeness. Yep. We look to you for that. Yes, in Jesus' name, right now, yeah. move in our hearts. May this not be an ordinary Sunday morning, yeah. but move in a special way. Let it be a watershed for many who need that in their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. I invite you to step out from where you're at. Yeah. Let's just turn to the Lord. Let's just worship. Spend a few moments in worship. And invite you just to come out from where you're standing and move up here to the front. Pastor Barry, would you lead us?